today's episode is going to resonate big time for any of you that have a very healthy pre-tax balance. Now, if you don't, it doesn't mean you have to tune out today's episode, but I might encourage you to listen to another one because I want to make sure that anytime you listen to this podcast, it is absolutely most applicable for you. So I realize not every single episode is going to apply to your situation, but I do my best to keep it general. So if you do want to listen to every episode, you go, yep, I took something away that was valuable, but I also want to really dial it in because a lot of you have saved and invested well. You might have between two and five million of pre-tax assets, so 401k or IRA, and you have a big tax planning decision to make. And here's the decision. Should you do Roth conversions or should you intentionally try to keep your income low to qualify for a health insurance subsidy? The right choice is going to save you hundreds of thousands of dollars. And today I'm going to show you through my framework how you can think through this decision. So if you don't have two to five million bucks, it doesn't mean you have to tune out because of course, I imagine a lot of you, you're on your way there and you are going to be there and it is going to be a decision you have to make. But if you are in your late 30s going, is this the episode that's going to apply to me? Maybe not. And I don't want to waste your time. So of course, listen to this if it's helpful. But if you are, call it in age 50 and above, and you do say, yep, Ari, I'm going to be in that space. Or right now I have between two to five million in pre-tax assets. I want to make sure I'm doing the right things if and when I choose to retire early. So we are going to work through that. But as always, want to go through a recent review. This one was via email, a very kind review from someone who they say, Ari, I'm 73 years old, couldn't figure out how to leave a review on the podcast. And I'm a Spotify listener. So to this listener, don't worry on Spotify, you can't leave a review but on Apple Podcasts, you can. So I'm glad that you sent an email. Already love the podcast, really helpful, and it makes me think differently and feel young again. Well, I would say you're still young because you're an investor and you might need this income to last 20, 30 plus years, but I appreciate the sentiment and see where you're coming from. They say, Ari, I've never thought about tax planning in the way that you mentioned, where it's not about saving the most in a single year, but over the course of your lifetime. That is correct. And in fact, I'm going to discuss that today. All of this and more is on my YouTube channel. And if you're looking for a custom strategy to retire early, it's what I love to do. Now, I'm personally not going to be doing this forever. Within the next six to 12 months, somewhere in that range, depending on a few factors, I am personally going to limit the amount of people that I work with because I always want to meet with the current clients that I love meeting with. And I could have 500 clients, but all my current clients would not get the service they deserve. And I want to help as many people as possible. My goal is to help a million people retire early with confidence. And so right now, I think a lot of you know this, as I've mentioned it on episodes, but I work with about 70 clients and I'm going to stop it at around 100. And currently I'm training more advisors to focus on the nuance of an early retirement. So with that being said, reach out to myself or a member of my team if this is of interest. Let's hop into today's episode right away, which is once again, Roth conversions, health insurance subsidies. Excuse me, I couldn't even, I'm too excited for today's episode. I couldn't even say subsidies. We are going to talk all about this today. And it really boils down to if you've got, like I said, seven figures plus in your portfolio, you're going to run to this challenge. You might be going, Ari, I'm working hard today. I don't even know what on earth you're talking about. And I'm going to introduce this challenge to you. And why does this challenge exist? Well, here's why. Medicare does not start until 65. So if you want to retire at 60 or 55, like a lot of you that reach out to me, you're wondering, okay, Ari, I know that. So I need health insurance from somewhere, but I also don't want to spend more than I need to. And so you go, what if I could keep my income low to qualify for a subsidy? And if your household income is less than 400% of the federal poverty level, then you qualify for a health insurance subsidy. So you're wondering, okay, is that a good option? 
Or should I try to keep my income at a certain bucket or certain amount or under a certain bracket so I can do Roth conversion? So why on earth would we even think through this? And here's why. You have a tax planning window. And what this window means, it's not a literal window, of course, in your house, but let's assume you want to retire at 60. Well, Social Security is going to get turned on. Now, you can choose when you turn it on. Maybe it is 67. Maybe it's 70. Maybe it's 62. But once that gets turned on, it means there's less room where you can do what we call effective Roth conversions. Then guess what happens? RMDs turn on. Maybe that's age 73. Maybe it's 74. Maybe it's 75 for you. But if that's you, once that happens, once you're at that age, it's really not effective to do a lot of these conversions unless there's a really, really interesting situation. There's only one or two where I've ever seen me still doing conversions for clients who have a really healthy portfolio balance and they're taking RMDs. But for most of you, it's, okay, Ari, I'm retiring at 60. Social Security is going to get turned on at full retirement age. That's given me seven years to be able to do really effective planning. And that can be qualifying for subsidies until Medicare and then two years of conversions. Or it can be saying, know what, I'm going to make sure I'm doing conversions the whole time. And why do we do a conversion? A lot of you have heard my cauliflower example. And if you haven't, I'm going to let you make fun of me because I, I chose this vegetable and people will make fun of me at the firm because of this vegetable. And a lot of people like cauliflower. But besides the point, what I tell people with Roth conversions is it's almost like eating a little bit of cauliflower today. It doesn't taste great, but it's like paying for a little bit of taxes so that in the future, you don't have to eat a ton of cauliflower even when you're full. So what you're doing is you're saying, let me intentionally pay a little bit of taxes or fill up this tax bracket. Maybe it's the 10% bracket. Maybe it's the 12% bracket. So in the future, you do not have to pay taxes at 30 plus percent. And why would we do that? Well, you can invest that difference in its tax-free growth forever. So as that's occurring, one, it's limiting your RMDs in the future that you would be taxed at what we call the not-so-fun rate if you were to do nothing at all. But at the same time, it's making sure that all that growth happens tax-free. So it's kind of saying, okay, how do we look at where your tax situation is today and where your tax situation is in the future to go what makes most sense? So this is that tax planning window that I just mentioned. So I hope that resonates. When you're working, your taxable income is high. That's a good thing. But then you're going to retire and you're going to live and maybe there's a pension or rental income or inheritance, but let's assume there's not for the sake of the argument. You retire, you're living on cash or dividends from your brokerage account, so your taxable income is very low. You might be, for example, in the 32% bracket while you're working. Then you're going to drop to the 10% bracket during this tax planning window. Then if you don't do anything at all, you're going to have significant RMDs. And the reason for it is you're in the 32% bracket today. Then you go to the 10% bracket, you're retired. You might shoot back up into the 32% bracket. So why am I going through all this? You have a huge opportunity in that gap there. The question is, what are you going to do with it? So that alludes to the question, the magic question today of do you use the years in the tax planning window to keep your income low to qualify for health insurance premiums or do you keep income low to free up the ability to Roth conversions at a lower rate? And here's the answer. Ready? It depends. Now, I can already hear a lot of you going, Ari, oh, I am not happy with you. I don't like the it depends answer. That is not helpful. And I know it's not. And just so you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts as well. And when it's ever general like this or broad, I'm like, oh, I need a specific answer. What do I do? Now, of course, it depends on all these different 
situations, which you realize, but I am still going to give you some helpful guidance and a way to think through it. This tax planning window, the period of time you're going to have lower income, for most people, if you have a significant pre-tax balance, Roth conversions are going to make most sense. Okay, so for 90 to 95% of you, you're going, what do I do? Do I keep income low? Do I do Roth conversion? Most of you, you're going to want to do Roth conversions. You are going to benefit tremendously from doing that compared to keeping income low for health subsidies. Now, that doesn't mean it's for everyone. Let's look at an example. Let's pretend you retire, you have an IRA, you have a Roth, you have a brokerage account. You can choose where you want to pull your income from. And oftentimes, you're able to do this really effectively to keep yourself in a low tax bracket. Then, as I said before, Social Security and RMDs begin, and then your income goes up. So part of the tax planning window, you have options. How do you keep your income lower? That's the big question. The other thing to note before we go through my example is if you retire before 65, of course, where's health insurance premiums going to come from? If you're married in 2022, these are just old numbers I'm u- using here, the federal poverty level was 18,310, so 400% of that is 73,240. That's for a family of two. Now, there's something as a cliff penalty, so even if you go $1 above this, you lose the subsidy. Hopefully, this is resonating so far. I know it's a whole lot here, but I'm going to, I promise, I'm going to bring it all back for you guys. So let's assume you determine, just taking an example here, Roth conversions make most sense for you because you are projected to have big RMDs in the future. So if you're like, Ari, I don't know the full analysis. I want to work with you. Of course, we could do that. And that's what I do for clients. But if you're going, Ari, I, I just, not at that spot, yes, whether it's myself or I currently, I like my advisor today, or I, I'm just looking for what do I do here, I'm going to help you out. Let's just assume for most of you, it's yes, you have a healthy pre-tax balance. There's going to be big RMDs. Could you qualify for a healthcare subsidy? Yes. And it might feel good in the first few years, but then you're going to go, wow, I really wish I did conversions. Now, when you do a Roth conversion, it's eating cauliflower once again. So if you eat a lot of cauliflower, what you're doing is you're increasing your taxable income. So the question is, do you do this Roth conversion and go over that subsidy cliff to offset future taxes? Or do you stay under the subsidy cliff and save money on health insurance premiums today? It can be a complicated analysis, but we're going to work through a few more details and then you're going to get the answer from me. So I promise I'm not trying to do this big suspense here. I just, it's going to resonate even more when you hear the example. I've always, I always say this, and I know it's annoying, and I already said it, but it does depend. Here's when I don't want you to think through this, okay? So for a few of you going, Ari, I'm following along a little bit, but I just don't know. Do I need to think about this? Do I not? It's not relevant if you're retiring after 65, okay? So ignore everything I just said. If you're married, you're both of you, you and your spouse over 65, you're going to go on Medicare. So Roth conversions, that's going to be the answer if you determine that's what's needed. Now, you still have to think about something known as IRMA surcharges. This is going to impact your income, but the IRMA surcharges are typically much lower than paying the full cost of health insurance, just FYI on that. This, once again, not relevant if you don't have substantial amounts in your pre-tax accounts. I don't know what the magic number is because there isn't one, but let's just take an example because I want it to be clear for you. Let's say if your total pre-tax accounts are, and I'm just making up a number here, less than 500000 you're approaching retirement, odds are it's not going to be relevant, okay, just in my experience. If you have 500000 to a million, it may be, it may not be, but let's say if you have under five hundred k in pre-tax accounts, you're going to likely not have to worry about this at all. Now, 
you're going to, meaning you're going to not worry about conversions, you're probably going to want to head towards that health insurance subsidy route. If you're between 500 and a million, it's going to be, you know, may, yeah, it could be helpful. Maybe it couldn't be helpful. You're going to want to really do a deep analysis. If it's 1 million or more, now it depends on how much you want to spend in retirement, but more often than not, you're going to want to lean towards Roth conversions. Of course, hard to say exactly. There's a ton of great information out there, but what does this depend on? When I say it depends, it depends on how much income do you need? Do you want to spend 40,000 a year in retirement? Do you want to spend 200,000 a year in retirement? That's going to greatly dictate what your RMDs are going to look like. What are your legacy goals? Do you have charitable intentions? If so, that's going to play a big role here as well. What other income sources do you have? Are is there rental income, inheritance? Do you have Social Security already on? Are you listening to this going, all right, I'm doing part-time income because you say in your other episodes that can be really helpful for an early retirement. How much is in a pre-tax account versus other accounts? I know it's complicated and I get it and I'm doing my best to keep it simple. This, why I go through all of this, it's designed to give you an understanding, the general landscape. uh, It's less of a precise flow chart. Do this. It means that, which I know is not helpful, but here's my example. So you guys can go, okay, Ari, how on earth do I think through this? So this is going to hopefully distill it for you. I start when I do this for my clients with a projection of what your RMDs will look like. It's easier to do with software, but you can do it on your own and go, what if I get X amount of growth on these IRAs and 401ks and I need to start drawing them from them at 73. The software that I use is really nice because it adjusts for contributions and withdrawals and growth and conversions and all these different things. But the goal of this, the goal of Roth conversions in many cases is to reduce the impact of those RMDs at a later date, also known as in plain English, please reduce taxes in the future. There's other goals too, but reducing RMDs is a big one. A completely tax-free retirement is if you had everything in Roth IRAs and Social Security. Now, that's not really the goal here. Some people go, Ari, oh my God, RMDs. I hear you talk about them. I don't want them. That's not the goal. The goal is not to get RMDs to zero. It's to get them manageable. It gets hard, really hard, if you want to get everything tax-free, and you might pay more taxes along the way than if you didn't do anything at all. So the first goal for most people is limit those RMDs But we need to go through, okay, that's not the only thing here. What about legacy planning? If your kids are going to be in a really high tax bracket, I'm never a fan, really, of prioritizing kids planning over your own, but there are rare situations where it makes sense. If you are over the estate tax exemption, which is $12,920,000, that's going to come down when tax brackets revert, legislation reverts, then do you do Roth conversions now, pay taxes on the amount to lower the total value of your estate but then you have some more to pass tax-free instead of in an IRA. So you're going, Ari, I heard what you just said there. That didn't sound like English. There's some details around this, and it's called income in respect of a decedent. But just an example, sometimes it makes sense to actually go, yep, we're going to prioritize your kids, not over you solely, but it's because you can save a tremendous amount in taxes by doing so. So not all the time, but that's if your net worth and liquid assets, should I say, I'll, I'll primarily say liquid assets. If it's over $5 million in pre-tax, we're going to want to look through that. So RMDs are going to be an issue. Not a clear definition, but here's what I'd look at. Um, first, what isn't it? Meaning it's not having an RMD. Let's say you have an RMD, but it's only $20,000 or $25,000. Probably not going to be a problem because maybe you want to spend $100,000 a year. Twenty dollars comes from your RMD. Okay, that's only 20%. But let's assume your RMD is $200,000 and you only want to spend $100,000. Well, I can imagine here you're hearing this going, Ari, I only need 100000 
I don't want to take 200000 from my RMD because a 100 of that is going to get taxed to what you just said is the not-so-fun rate. And I go, that's correct. So will it push you into a higher tax bracket compared to where you are now based on future living expenses? Example, today, if you pulled funds from your IRA, it would put you in the 12% bracket if you're retired in this example. But in the future, your RMDs might put you in the 24% bracket. So I look at this and go, why don't we pay a little bit of taxes or eat a little bit of cauliflower so in the future, you don't have to eat a whole bunch even when you are full. Hopefully that resonates. So are RMDs going to be an issue? If not, Roth conversions might not be effective for you. If they are going to be an issue, to what extent? How much would it save you through a Roth conversion strategy if that amount exceeds the savings to health insurance premiums Then do the conversion? That's really what it comes down to. Once again, if the amount from doing successful and effective Roth conversions exceeds the savings from health insurance premiums, then do the conversion. Another thing to think through, could they be mitigated by starting conversions at 65? Now, this is going to be interesting for a lot of you, and I think a lot of you are thinking through this, but let's assume Medicare kicks in, which it will, just so you know, at 65, you're not going to have to worry about the premium subsidy. So what if you have a five to seven year window and you could implement successful and effective Roth conversions? This is what it would look like. Let's pretend you're 60 years old. You're 60 years old and you know that you don't need to do a ton of conversions because RMDs aren't a massive issue, but you want to optimize your financial plan. What you might want to do is say, what if for the first five years, I am going to try to keep income low to be able to get that premium subsidy. However, from age 65 to 70, I am going to do effective Roth conversions. It's almost like getting the best of both worlds, the best of both worlds, excuse me, where you're taking advantage of subsidies now and then you do Roth conversions after, so after Medicare begins. That's a really interesting strategy for a lot of people. Are you charitably inclined? Charitable giving, whether it's now or when you pass, this is very important. If you're going, yep, I am charitably inclined, RMDs can be fully or partially offset through something known as a QCD, a Qualified Charitable Distribution. You can gift up to 100000 a year per person directly from your IRA to your charity, and you don't have to take a taxable distribution on those funds. So if you have desire to leave money to charity, leave your pre-tax money first. Example, let's assume you have half your money in an IRA, half in a Roth, and 50% is going to kids when you pass, and 50% is going to charity. Don't do the 50% Roth to charity and 50% IRA to charity. Do full Roth to the children and do the other half to charity. So hopefully that makes sense. This is fairly high level, what I went through today. I know there's a lot of nuanced details to it, but here's the summary so you guys can understand where I'm coming from. Roth conversions truly have the potential for a lot of you to save you hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, over the course of your lifetime. I tell people my bad joke. I'm all about being patriotic, but not to the point you pay more in taxes than you need to. I want to save you a ton in tax over your whole lifetime, not just in one given year. So with Roth conversions, you convert at a lower bracket, let that money compound tax-free. Don't worry about RMDs as much. The end result, lots more tax-free dollars. Then there's health insurance premiums. The potential to save you tens of thousands in taxes, depending, of course, how long you're going to need that, that's when you think through, okay, do health insurance premiums make sense? I know I could save tens of thousands in taxes, already just said that, but I've got this other RMD issue. Okay, more than likely, if you have a healthy balance, Roth conversion is going to make sense. If you have less or if you have, call it, 
500,000 or so, maybe health insurance premiums make most sense. But start with Roth conversions to see what the savings amount would be. If it's not much, then okay, look to keep income low. If savings are significant, then use Roth conversions the first few years in the tax planning window. It may push you above that health insurance subsidy cliff, but for many people, they'll be paying potentially tens of thousands of more in health insurance premiums in order to save what could have been hundreds of thousands of more in tax savings through conversions. It's a generalization. Um, Obviously, there's so many variables to this, but I hope this was helpful as a framework. If you're going, Ari, I have a healthy pre-tax balance. You went through a whole lot here. I don't want to screw up. I know that I only want to retire early once, and I don't want to leave anything on the table. Then, of course, reach out to myself. This is what I love to do. Once again, I love creating retirement plans for people that want to retire early. I don't work with everyone because I can't help everyone. I specialize in early retirement planning. So today's episode, 20 minutes or so, longer than most, but really helpful topic if you're looking at your situation. So hope that this resonated and I look forward to seeing y'all next week. Thanks everyone. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Early Retirement Show. If you have a question that you want answered in a future episode, you can always go to my website, earlyretirementpodcast.com. That's earlyretirementpodcast.com. And you can go ahead and submit a question that I'll look to answer in a future episode. Thank you all for listening. Please do rate it, review it, and share it with someone who you think would benefit from this information if there's anyone out there that you know. I certainly appreciate it, and I will see you all each week. Hey guys, it's me again. Please be smart about this. Nothing in this podcast should be construed as financial, tax, or legal advice. Consult with your tax preparer or financial advisor before taking any action. This podcast is for informational purposes only.